0: Hello again. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. So glad you've joined us here as we take you into the garage area and talk to the men and women and folks to make the race cars go around the racetrack. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time race-winning crew chief and championship-winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Came off a weekend of of
1: just spectacular racing Ah, all the way from Friday through. Yeah. Oh, you know, the, the, the truck race
0: at ORP, yeah. uh, IRP, Lucas Oil yeah. in I, I have this Raceway at the Park. bottom of my notes. I have this at the bottom of my notes. Let's put it right at the top, okay? Yeah. yeah. Ty Majewski and Joe Shear. Yes. They only win in the playoffs. I, it's, it's when you need to, right? <laughs> when you need to. And man, oh man, talk about the time to get the first win of the year. Lock themselves right into the next round. Dominant. And dominant. Yes. They've been good leading up to this. This is not a shocker. Yeah. But um, so kudos to uh, to our buddies up at Thor Sport. I think that's awesome. And I love that we bring the truck series to Indianapolis Raceway
1: Park. And and it's I just because that's old school racing. Yeah. I love the racetrack. I think it's a great show.
0: And guess where we take them next? Next week to Milwaukee, Maya. Milwaukee. That's
1: a, another iconic racetrack. Love, this brings love, me back to my history because I've, I've raced this, both those places. This first lot.
0: round of the truck series, we ended at Kansas, which is a great racetrack as well. But man, when I saw this, I'm like, this is just so rich, these racetracks. Yes. So kudos. I'll take the, the note from the from the, from the the end of my stack of notes here to, to Joe Shear and Ty Majewski. Kudos. So that got us through Friday night. And Saturday, Saturday we get to get dry tires, wet, wet tires, tires, strategy calls. Yeah. And Ty, Ty Gibbs Ty was Gibbs. really darn good. Ooh, man, he had that car rolling, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah. was rolling. So Ty yeah. Gibbs missed the wind. And speaking of rolling, woo, Sunday, Michael McDowell, Travis Peterson, Front Row Motorsports. We've talked about this team being good. Yes. Uh we 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 we've talked about this team being good and we've talked about it. Multiple times on ovals where they've had a top ten finish on ovals, which is not their strength. We knew this was their strength. I'm not sure we saw this strength out of them, but what a day for that team! Yeah, yeah, perfectly. I, I won't
1: say perfectly, but very well executed day. And you know, I like the fact the fact that we didn't have the cautions at the stage breaks. I think right. that brings this back to uh, the the piece I liked about this race is that a mistake was a penalty. Yes, I mean, if you looked at it, the car that. I think the best car of the, of the weekend was the 99. It was Daniel Suarez. I think Suarez was a little bit better than McDowell was. Didn't show, I mean, McDowell won stage one, but if he doesn't have the 24 and a half second pit stop where the hose got under the tire, I think there's a heck of a race up front. Yeah. But McDowell, the, but they made a mistake and they paid a penalty for it. I, I like the fact that we don't reset and just make all the mistakes go away. Right. So, so in a lot of ways, two hour and 10 minute race, yeah. Lots, lots. I mean, lots going on. Chase running them down at the end. I mean, Michael backing up to him. I think Michael McDowell, Travis Peterson, that whole front row program. They did everything right. Yes, they did, and they got rewarded with a win. Yeah, they, they dominated. I mean, they they led the most. I think they led the most laps.
0: Yeah, they led the most laps. Fifty four laps. This is the most rad laps that that team has ever led in a race. Yep. I mean, and and it was just the last thirty laps. Led the last thirty laps. Mm-hmm. And just McDowell never put a wheel wrong in those right. last thirty laps, and they kept it all on the pavement. I just, I, I found it, you, you, I, I just found it fascinating that, um, that I, I, I think, I, I think that this is being a, this is a rookie crew chief. Yes, this is a guy that you know that, and, and to, to put that car together at the race shop. To go and practice the qualified fourth, and then be like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute." We talked. They've been preaching point racing during yeah. these two road course races. We feel like we can outpoint everybody in these races. I think Saturday afternoon. I know Saturday afternoon because I heard some Michael McDowell interviews. Saturday afternoon, when they got done with that practice and qualifying session, he says we might have to rethink point racing and go for race wins. And they did. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's a good adjustment. Travis has been really aggressive on being alternate strategies, yes. and it's worked out for him a lot of places. Richmond, it didn't. They went with a right. one-stop strategy, uh, yeah. stage one, uh, along with Martin Truex Jr., and and they were in a position they didn't need to, and I think that was a poor, right? that was a rookie mistake, learning yeah. his way around it, but called the right race here. He's done a great job in this, and last year, when we looked at Blake Harris coming over here to, to Front Row Motorsports, really felt he had a significant impact on this place, and he did, and and then that, that got him the job at the 48 at Hendrick Motorsports. Didn't know where that was going to be. I thought he was really special to what happened, but I, the growth that he created, Travis Peterson has picked up and and expedited yeah. that going They're forward. That I, I feel forward. like they've they've done a phenomenal job of of both the thirty four and thirty eight team growing into very competitive teams, and and you know kudos to them. They put it all together. I I think they were they and Daniel were right there neck mm-hmm. and neck, um, but they. They did everything they needed to do. They they got themselves a win. They're guaranteed in the playoff. Man, they did they,
0: they did not have that mistake. No, they did not. And, have and I mistake. like
1: the fact that
0: that race penalized mistake. Right, because you don't get a reset at the end of the stage. You it's, don't get a win, yeah. and we didn't have the late race reset or restart that we all mm-hmm. expected to come. We've seen it so many times, but that thing just played out. And that mistake on pit road at the end of the day, and that and 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 the thirty four car not Execution. having mistakes, executing properly yeah. got them the win. Michael McDowell leads all drivers in points earned in the next gen car on road courses. There's been ten road course races. Michael McDowell. So this is this is not a shocker. There was a lot of banter. Uh, you know, uh, uh Denny Hamlin, uh, I think I think Michael might have might be on or has been on Actions Detrimental this week. Uh Denny Hamlin was talking about oh, Chase Elliott'll Kind of wear McDowell out on the road courses, and Michael's been like, "Well, pump the brakes there, cowboy." You know, and Denny actually, Denny actually tweeted to Denny's credit, tweeted we had two losses today, and he re- he screenshotted the Michael McDowell conversation. Yep. McDowell uh, ten road courses. Th- th- that there's a lot of that this team has done, but that driver's done a really nice job keeping it on course. And and they've done a great job with the road course. They have,
1: they have. And and he's got a, I mean, he's got a sports car background. No doubt. So I, he's really good at these places and should be a competitor again this weekend at Watkins Glen, but um, and, and there's a lot of guys that would like to see him back to back.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of guys. There's a whole lot of guys that are. If I can't do it, I'm looking for go, Michael. Yep. Yeah, you're right about it. Yeah. I, I want to give a couple of attaboys. boys. Um, I, I, I guess. And, and I want to go. I want to go. I want to go back and touch on something there. The the no cautions to the end. I think we. I, I I'm I'm listening to the race. I'm listening to PRN, and you're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're expecting. You're waiting. You're expecting. You're waiting, you're expecting. And it didn't happen there. there, To me, there's something Be and you talked about the penalty to the 99, no penalty for the 34 because they executed. But there was just something something really old school neat about that race just running from the lap three caution to the end. Yeah.
1: And the fact that it didn't that it didn't have like set points at which you're going to have to make decisions. Yeah. You know, you saw. You saw the opportunity that I think Kevin Harvick or Austin Sindrick were the first ones to pit road there before before right. stage one, you know, lap 12, 13, somewhere in there, working, that back. working it backwards. But then there were guys that went out to 20. Yeah. And and, and then there were there were guys like Denny Hamlin and, and Brad Keselowski. Brad stopped, I think, at lap three and topped off with right. fuel. But they went all the way through stage two to get stage two points. Like they started back in the yeah. 20s, I think 22nd, 25th. Knew their day wasn't, you know, they didn't have the pace to get top 10 finishes. Right. right. So they, Chris Gaypart, Matt McCall, they made the strategy call. We're going to go ahead and stay out, go get stage two points, add those to our day. If it costs us two or three spots, the 10 spot, I mean, Denny got a stage win and yeah. 10 points. Brad got seven points for finishing fourth. That yeah. added out positive
0: for their day. Love the opportunities for crew chiefs to make yeah. different calls. All kinds of stuff going on with it. Yes, exactly. Now a couple of attaboys. Um, Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson. Um, second place finish, they have, they've got to feel good about where they're at. Um, they've got to feel good that they had good performance going into another road course where they've had good performance. Um, so attaboy to those guys, uh, to kind of working Mm -hmm. that ship pointed in a little bit better direction than we thought a month ago. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. That's exactly right. Daniel Suarez, Travis Mack. They had the mistake on pit road, but man, third place finish. You, 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 one mistake puts you in third spot, but that doesn't d- diminish the fact that you brought an awful good race car to that mm-hmm. racetrack. And I would suspect that they bring an awful good race car to Watkins Glen again.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he outran his teammate that won Chicago street course. So
0: that's right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. The ringers, the, the, and Darian told us this a couple of weeks ago here on the show, that was the perfect storm. For yeah. Shane Van Gisbergen, literally. Well, yes, literally. <laughs> but the the storm that we don't talk about is the fact that nobody had any experience on that track. Yes, we got a lot of seat time for these drivers on the Indy Road Course, and and those those ringers are great drivers, but they became normal drivers. They became really good drivers at that point.
1: And if we look at this, and I, I've 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 gone through a little bit of this weekend. I I you know late shift on Monday night. I think I talked about it, but Shane Van Gisbergen. Qualified in the top 10. I know. Ran in the top 10. Yep. Finished in the top 10. Yeah, that's. A, For somebody that's his second race ever yeah, in yeah. cup, that's, yeah. that's an astronomical accomplishment. And yeah. I had, I had callers saying,
0: well, he's a, well, no, <laughs> no. no. let's set that whole Chicago thing. You know, let the me show that Chicago thing. What he did, what, what he did on Sunday was if he does that Sunday without Chicago winning there, we're just, we're celebrating. Him. It. We're celebrating. Yes. Him. yes. Yeah. So yes. and, th- that's and a good point. you
1: know and honestly the other piece Brody Kostecki yeah uh, had what five laps before the race in on the racetrack before the I start know. race started had to start a backup car because he was pushing trying to make the top ten and qualifying and really had a great drive from yep. starting at the back up into the low teens yep. they took a late pit stop and shuffled themselves mm-hmm. back taking an opportunity if if a caution came so out they not- were going to cycle because you're racing for wins right. So. that's it exactly it was cool to see all the outside.
0: no doubt outsiders. it was cool and the final attaboy um alex bowman you mentioned blake harris uh, his new crew chief fifth place finish 13 races without a top 10 this is a team alex uh, alex's prn interview is like i feel like i won the race <laughs> you yep. know it's like when, when you get into one of those cycles where you can do nothing right coming out of a place like indy with a fifth place finish again light at the end of the tunnel kind of some options they're in that same boat they got to go win a race yep. But they've got to feel a little bit better about going and winning a race after Indy than they felt about before.
1: Yeah. And you look at it, there's a lot of guys. Because if you look at the finishing order, Uh, five of the top six finishers didn't have a win coming into Indianapolis. You look at that, I'm just, I'm giddy about going to Watkins Glen. This is going
0: to be awesome. It really, truly is. And another person that is going to be giddy about going to Watkins Glen is our guest. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger is the driver that's going to be goody But uh, Matt Swiderski is his crew chief And they've got to be really optimistic Whenever you take A.J. to a road course You've got to be optimistic And one that he's won at in the Cup Series Exactly, so there you go So that's what we're going to do We're going to talk to Matt Swiderski from up at College Racing And we're going to do that next The NASCAR season is here And Toyota Racing is looking for clashers Did you clash at the
1: Coliseum With your favorite Toyota drivers?
0: Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post, and let's do it. Let's go up to Collar Racing. Joining us, Crew Chief for A.J. Allmendinger on the Chevy Camaros up there. Matt Swiderski joins us. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're doing well. Um, you go to Indy with a lot of hopes and a lot of optimism. Obviously, didn't work out quite the way quite the way it planned. Just kind of kind of describe the way that that uh, race did go and didn't go necessarily the way you wanted it to, Matt. Yeah, I mean, we uh,
2: we actually felt pretty decent when we unloaded in practice and thought our car was was halfway decent and um, learned a few things in practice. Um, thought we were going to be okay. Went into qualifying and. Missed the balance um, and knew that we had dug ourselves a pretty deep hole there. And and once you're that far back, it's it's hard to predict what will happen. Um, So um, race started off okay, made some good adjustments going into the race. And AJ was pretty happy with it. Um, You know, decided to try to move the 12 and and the 12 didn't appreciate it and uh, didn't didn't end up on the good side of that one. So it happens and we'll just have to move forward from there.
1: <laughs> that does happen. That does happen. With McDowell winning, uh, does the Glen become a must win for you or do you split your expectations, uh, with the Glen and Daytona?
2: Um, I think we can go out and win either of them, but, um, honestly, I, it, it puts me in a more comfortable position because it's, you know, I, I hate having to do the points racing side of it. And, and, and you know, it, it's a lot more fun when you just say, "Hey, let's, let's go out there, run as fast as we can, and try to win a race." And that's—I mean, we all got into this sport because we wanted to win races, not because we want to score points. So, um, I'm excited for just—not that it takes the pressure off.
1: It's just a different type of pressure. Just go out there and run well, and see what happens. So, so with that, um, how has the elimination of stage end cautions at road courses changed the strategy options? And 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 what do you see for options going into Watkins Glen?
2: Yeah, so I think it definitely, um, you know, it, it makes the race uh, more unpredictable. I think you know it it had gotten almost cookie cutter in a way with the with with the stage cautions, especially um, in situations we tended to be in where we felt like we were a car capable of winning. You knew that okay, we're just going to give up on stage points and go for the win. Um, and you know, if for some reason if you were running fifteenth or so, you knew that you could. Get up there at the end when people flip the stage and, and get a few points where now it's uh it's a lot more like the old school you know look at running the races backwards and um especially at the low f- tire fall off ones like watkins Glen and indy so um it's it's definitely changed it but i feel like it's more unpredictable where you know it's they're not scheduled cautions anymore and sometimes there's no
1: cautions so <laughs> So so I get to be up in the booth at Watkins Glen and uh, and broadcast a little bit of this and, and trying to think through all the strategy pieces you had. The one caveat I see relative, my experience is Gen 6, right? Back right. with five lug nuts. Your pit stops are so fast on tires that when you run that that race backwards, you're going to end up waiting on fuel on that last stop if you do all of it backwards. Is there a benefit to kind of splitting that like third, third, third to try not to have to wait on 20 gallons of fuel?
2: Yeah, I think that definitely factors in. That's something we, even looking into Indy, started looking at a little bit on that last stop. Did we really want to be sitting there waiting? Um, but sometimes the races play out where you get shuffled onto a slightly different strategy, and, and that might be a benefit for you where, you know, you're you're only needing 10 gallons there. And, you know, uh, we kind of ended up in that, uh, that category this past weekend, but obviously we're too far back when that happened where we couldn't make it up. But it's... It definitely uh a lot more pressure on the fuelers and um you know having a solid plug-in and um you know just having a clean stop is still critical.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. When you're building uh and, and we all understand with this generation of race car, there's not a lot you can do. Um the difference between Indy and Watkins Glen, from my perspective, it seems very dramatic. From the car build, from the preparation and everything like that, what are things you're focused on when you look at uh, the unique nature that you have going into Watkins Glen?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of a lot of the same things we used to do with the Gen 6 that you would see there, like, because Watkins Glen is such a fast road course. It's just, you're carrying a lot of corner entry speed, and so having that stability to be able to to, uh, really charge the corners is important. So it's... um, it's a lot of the same, same types of dials that we're playing with. Um, you know, we don't have as many, uh, options on the suspension geometry anymore. Um, but you know, it's, it's the same thing, just kind of a different tweak on the, the recipe of, a bit.
1: Do, do you, and, and I, I remember like we'd build right-hand turn cars, right? Um, you, you, you get as much, I know the weight kind of keeps you limited on where you can get to there, but even bodies, we'd work on offsets and things that's kind of from you. So you, you push everything you can to making a right hand turn car as little bit that you can push it or or how does that work?
2: Oh yeah, I mean they, they gave us tolerances, so we are we'll take them up and and try to be there. And uh, you know I hope I hope I don't have to battle that too much. But yeah, it's it's still you know no matter how small the tolerance they give us, we're we're gonna do our best to make sure we're up against the limit there. So um, I would say you know it's not a specific Watkins Glen car, but as we fine tune this. This car, um, you know, it it becomes more of a a right-hand turn car. And actually, this car I'm taking uh, this coming weekend to Watkins Glen, it'll be the first time this car is actually a road course car. Um, Wow. Just because it's it's a big challenge for us. Um, You know, I've run the same road course car all year, but back-to-back road courses, you just couldn't bank on it surviving it. So um, this car that I'm taking was my... My favorite intermediate car. It ran well at Nashville last, so it's going to have to learn to turn right now.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Which means that everything to, from the greenhouse da- uh, down is, uh, is is probably been been massaged on and at least tweaked to to take the tolerances. uh Just continue to build off the, the Watkins Glen. Talk about the challenges of pitting on Watkins Glen uh, downhill pit road and backwards pit stop.
2: Yeah, yeah. The backwards pit stops are are. You know obviously a challenge yeah, we don't we don't get to practice the behind the wall side of it a whole lot, but when we get to these types of races, we'll usually get get everybody together and go practice it a little bit just um you know it's uh just feels awkward to everybody and I, you know obviously the the pick crew guys, but even just the simple things of rolling a tire or you know if, deciding if you flip flop the front and rear guy or if you you know keep them with the guys they are used to working with. Um so that that's different challenge. Um, I hope I qualify well enough this time where I actually have a decent pit selection um but yeah, you get down towards uh, turn one and it the car pretty much rolls away on you and you know but it's uh as long as you know that going in there's there's some good stop uh, spots down there to pick.
0: Do your guys, do your pit crew guys over the wall guys, do they have a Saturday gig where they can at least get the, I know it's five lug nuts versus one, but do they have a Saturday gig so they can just get a little bit of the rhythm of that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So they, they hit the uh, 16 Xfinity car. So they're, they're working in house with us. So, um, you know, I get to check in with Bruce and Chris and see how they did um, on Saturday. And, um, you know, we will probably hang out for the first couple of stops just to make sure everything goes well. And, you know, then we'll head out from there.
1: You bring up the Xfinity program, and, and you know AJ went to went to Road America to run the Xfinity car there had a brake failure um, this weekend. Didn't I mean I, I feel like when AJ's in an Xfinity field, I I probably put my money on him. He's he's pretty darn good at that. The lack of executing or lack of having the success in the Xfinity program, how's that affected your program these last few weeks?
2: Yeah, I mean it's um you know it's it definitely affects it when aj's in the car because you know his mood will vary greatly depending on how it's you know how it's going on saturday and um i often you know i talk to alex the crew chief on the 10 a lot throughout the weekend we usually joke about you know what kind of mood we're going to send him back to the other guy in and you know you know i'll try to try to repair his mood well then i obviously didn't repair it in qualifying so he he was uh, not in the best mood to start the Xfinity race. But, you know, we, we uh, you know, it works well because we're we're a close-knit team. So Alex and I kind of communicate and, you know, not that anything transfers between the cars, but um, at least give each other a heads up of which AJ is going to show up and how mad we've made him.
1: Driver confidence is the piece that you look to build off out of that. And as I looked at the entry list, I think AJ's on the entry list for the Xfinity
0: race at Watkins Glen. Am I, am I right in that? No, no, he's actually not. Dude. Oh, wow! Yeah, okay. Oh, then you don't yeah. have to worry about Alec sending him back to you in a bad mood. You're you're responsible for that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: It's all yeah, on it's you. A, it's all on me this week. I can't blame any of it on Alex. So yeah. Then
0: <laughs> a serious question on this and as a broadcaster and a guy that's hanging out in the pits and listening on the radio, love AJ Allmendinger. Okay. But as the guy that's managing the operations, your your driver's talking about retaliating on another guy on the radio. We know how that goes this year. How do you manage that? And how do you, how do you manage the team and everything else around all of AJ's fire and passion?
2: Um, With AJ, I think like you kind of have to try to balance it out. And I'm, you know, I'm generally trying to be pretty calm. Um, but the biggest thing with AJ is a lot of times he just needs to know that you hear him. Um, and he does a really good job of, of, uh, resetting. It's, it's amazing after the, like after the race or after practice, when he gets back in the truck, it's, it's 30 seconds to a minute and, you know, it kind of, everything calms down a bit and, you know, it's, it's the most rational conversation you can have about it. So it's,
0: um,
2: that side of it's good, but you know sometimes you have to figure out when he's going to be receptive to information, and you want to feed him some information, but you know it's not going to go over well. So it's a balancing act, and you know um, had a few years of of trying to perfect it, and I don't know that I ever will perfect it, but
1: you know it's learning as I go it's a it's a journey right it's a journey not a destination you got to continue yeah, continue absolutely. down the path <laughs> i i work with aj for about a half a year uh i understand that he's very passionate but but it, I, you you hit it on the nail uh, you hit the nail on the head he's he's a uh, he's passionate he's very emotional but he wants to do the right things so you just got to find the time to, to to give that to him you, you, it seems like you two have done a great job um, talking a little bigger about college racing uh and, and just you, we've always looked at you've heard about Justin Haley and AJ, I mean, it's like my little brother, it's my kid and all this. How has Justin's announcement that he's moving on uh, out of college racing next year, how's that affected team chemistry and, and, and your program?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it, honestly, it was a shock to most of us. Um, so it was, it was a little bit awkward, but it was almost kind of like one of those situations where it's Awkward for about 10 minutes and then everybody's like, well, you know, we still got the season to go. And um, obviously there's a little bit of um, things, uh, topics that we have to be careful with uh, with Justin now because there's, you know, Chevy information and going to a Ford team and all that. But beyond that, uh, you know, Trent Owens and I are still, you know, very much on the same page. and, And Justin and AJ still sit next to each other on the plane, debrief, talk about it, laugh about it. You know, we still do the simulator sessions together. So um it's it's mostly back to business as usual and, and just focusing on getting best finishes we can. But it it does uh does put um a bit more um I guess emphasis on everybody trying to figure out what they what they're doing next year. Everybody's kind of, you know, a lot of rumors going around about who they'll have as a driver and everything. So trying to trying to keep that um out of everybody's mind for now and just let everybody know that. You know, we, we still got work to do and a, a job to finish this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's always a tricky part of it. That is certainly the case. My final question for you is I'm snooping around on your social media and I see a link to Rudder's Rod Shop, okay? <laughs> a street rod shop, yeah. okay? Is that yours? Is it family? How? And then I go and I'm about us and there's no mention of you. What's the, what's the deal with Rudder's Rod Shop? Yeah,
2: I uh so um in twenty fifteen I started doing real estate and kind of kept that as a side gig. Um and so in twenty twenty two I decided, you know, I should go ahead and get a third job. So I purchased uh Rudders Rod Shop out in Hickory. So on my days off when uh Chris Rice and Matt Collie don't have me here in the shop, uh I go out to Hickory at Rudders Rod Shop and wrench on some uh hot rods and uh try to uh uh use that as therapy for me right now. But uh what do you what cool do you stuff. what do you
1: got go what do you got going on in the shop right now? What well, are the, I got uh what are the cool I got projects? Like nine
2: cars nine cars in there. I got uh 70 Camaro we're building for a customer in California, seventy-one Camaro, I got a thirty-five Dodge Woody. We got we got all kinds of stuff going on. So we got a full machine shop, fab shop, paint booth. Um, so I'm loving it. I'm, I, I enjoy going out there. It's, it's my happy place to go. Kind of forget about racing for a minute and just go wrench on some cars.
0: Yeah, I, That's why I always find fascinating about you crew chief guys and Todd's, Todd's the same way. And, and and most of you crew chief guys are the same thing. You want to get into racing because you love to work on cars and you become a crew chief and you can't touch the cars. And yep. so I love that you have found your therapy, your happy spot with that, with that rod shop up in Hickory. That is awesome. Yeah. And it's
2: the same, same type of thing too. Like, uh, you know, I got a small group of guys out there. So uh, a lot of what I've learned on kind of the team building side of, of being a crew chief. Yeah. Um, found has kind of applied out there where, you know, kind of finding the right group of people and how they need to be motivated and, you know, try to get the best work out of all your guys. It's, it's really kind of the same
0: thing, just, uh, working on custom cars. Rudders Rod Shop up in Hickory. If you need if you need something done, give 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 Matt a call. They'll uh, they'll hook you up. That's for sure. Matt, we always appreciate the time. We appreciate the the candor that you give us, the information you give us. Thanks for joining us this week on Crew Call. No problem. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Matt Swiderski joining us from College Racing. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. Welcome back to this crew call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post hanging out, and uh, man, I will tell you what—that that last question there of uh, of Matt—it's it, so true. You're you're racing your cars up, and you love working on them. You love doing this, and congratulations, Crew Chief. Don't touch the car. Yeah, you know, And I love that he's found that outlet to be able to grab some wrenches and and, and work on a car.
1: Totally understand it. You, totally you understand it. I've I've restored cars for my my dad for my in laws. Working on one for myself. Uh yeah, it's just it's that that's that release. You you got you get to work mentally. Yeah. You, you have to work mentally. You have to work on people. And there's at some point you want that stress relief to just go do your own thing. And yeah. and that's really cool that he's involved in that, and gets to work on some of that.
0: Love that. What are you restoring for yourself?
1: Uh at this point I've got I bought a 65 uh Mercury Comet Caliente convertible.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: I bought that a couple of years ago, drove it for a year, and then I decided. Probably need a motor upgrade, and it's getting a full suspension upgrade. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's just it's a project that's taking longer than it should.
0: Well, you've had a lot of other home projects and and, yeah. and kids' college yeah. projects and yeah. everything else. Yeah. you, you so, got. You, you, you have found you, you and I've just, I've, I've always enjoyed you were crew chief. You have found a lot of ways to fill the hours that you were, that you were looking to fill with other things other than crew chief. Unfortunately, most of them cost me money, <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good.
1: So it's, awesome. uh, it's cool to see Matt involved in something else. I'm glad you dug that up. Cause that's, that's kind of a cool story
0: with, yeah. uh, with that piece and, Looking forward to what they can do coming to Watkins yeah, Glen. Well, Watkins Glen, man. I'll tell you, this thing to me, and, 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 and we talked a little bit about it in the opening, the, the lack of stage breaks. But I, I think we're all rolling through the end of that race at Indy saying, surely there's going to be a caution. But there wasn't. And so what is that? And now as we go to Watkins Glen, it's like, because you think of Watkins Glen, when you think of Watkins Glen, you think of late race restarts last year. Kyle Larson, Chase That spectacular finish we had with Marcus Ambrose and Kyle Busch and Brad and Mm everything. I mean, when you think of Watkins Glen, you think about it, but we can't necessarily think about it now. And you look at
1: Watkins Glen and where it's gotten to from, you know, from the years that I was a crew chief there, we used to have sand traps past turn one. You know, Jimmy Johnson flew over it back in the Xfinity (laughs) car. Yeah. Uh, You had sand traps through the bus stop. You had sand traps off of turn, I'm going to call it 10. I'm old school. 10 and 11. Um, we've We've paved all those areas. So. Really, when you look at Watkins Glen, missing turn one isn't going to be a caution. Missing off the carousel, it, that that one usually turns you back into the into the yeah. guardrails and yeah. and you get one. Off of ten and eleven, not really going to happen. Up through the S's, contact in the S's is where you're going to see a caution. Yeah. I, I feel like because you got you've got that armco barrier on both sides. Yeah. It's pretty narrow. Um, we'll see where it goes. I would expect to see a couple of cautions. Just think, yeah. the other piece is is that now all of these guys that we've talked about in the bubble, yeah. they're now they're now racing for a win. And when you look back in the field, you've got Chase Elliott, yeah, Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, AJ Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, Ty Gibbs. I mean, it's this is. And all of these guys' focus went from, as Matt just talked about, it went from, okay, am I points racing? Am I, how am I going to handle this to I've got to win? And that's, that strategies come differently. And then also the, the, I mean, just the angst to the drivers. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. And I feel like that will bring the opportunity for a couple more cautions. Not that we need them. I like the way the race played out
0: at Indy, but we'll see how Watkins going to play out. Angst among the drivers. Yeah, like, I, 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 no, that's what it, that's that's what we want. Angst among the drivers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and you look at it at this point, and I love this. I love that McDowell won last weekend. Yeah, because it, it brought here is the storyline change. Right, we were talking about all of these guys, and which of these three or four guys could point their way into we the last had spot. A great point battle. You yeah. did have a good, great point battle, no doubt about it. And for, Michael's... For weeks, I've talked about Chase Elliott's not chasing that. Chase Elliott's yeah. got to chase at least Bubba. Right. And right now, I, I feel like if I had to put money down, I'm taking Chase Elliott Watkins' Glen.
0: Man, they have got to feel... That, that second place run, the last time they had a runner-up finish was Auto Club Speedway in February. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And so, to me... Um, there, there's got to be a good feeling in that Napa shop, that because because we Chase has Chase has corrected us that their performance is not good. We'll say, well, you know, you're doing this, you're doing this. He says, guys, my perform our performance has yeah. not been good, and most their of perfo- it's been mine. A lot of his have his, been inward,
1: but yes, inward, yes, exactly. Their performance was good at Indy, and it was. And I really, feel, I mean, they started on the front row. I think they made a poor choice. Mm-hmm. and picking the outside they put larson where he had to make a move on him because last year it, and, right, and, and, it
0: was, AJ and, was aj that was going to dive low you know AJ, aj was
1: going aj or joey i'm not sure which one it was but
0: yeah, yeah it was he was in a vulnerable position yeah whoever was behind larson there and that restarted watkins yeah. was forced to make the move into but, but
1: it's it's yeah. just one of those things so um yeah. if and yeah. if that happens oh. our storyline into daytona is is Kevin Harvick or Brad Kislowski going to make it? Because if we get Chase or one of these seven guys that we just talked about as a winner at Watkins Glen, you have to anticipate you're going to have an outlier winner at Daytona. Yeah. And at that point, if that were to happen, Brad Kislowski or Kevin Harvick is not going to make the playoffs. I, the, the, yeah.
0: the next two weeks are... The storylines are great. Yeah, they really are. And it is going to be good. Watkins Glen is up next, and Motor Racing Network is there with coverage all weekend long. We started off Friday night, 6 o'clock, the Arkins, the Arkham Menard Series, the General Tire 100 at the Glen. Saturday, 12.30 Eastern Time, NASCAR Cup Series, Practice and Qualifying. 3 o'clock, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the Shriner Children's 200 at the Glen. And Sunday, 2 o'clock, Airtime, Motor Racing Network, NASCAR cup series, go bowling at the Glen. It is going to be awesome. It is going to be fun. Looking forward to uh, spend a little time in the Finger Lakes with you as well. It'll be yeah. a good time. Yeah. Me as well.
1: It's beautiful country this time of Woo. year. And yeah. I really love the racing we put on up there. Uh, yeah. A special place for me. I've, I've won on both sides and, uh, yeah. um, you know, swept a weekend 2015. That's right. Yeah. That was That was fun. So Um, but love getting back there and love the racing they put on there.
0: going to be fun. That is for sure. Hey, we do appreciate Matt Swiderski joining us from up at College Racing, but more important than that, thank you for joining us here on Crew Call. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. We'll see you next time here on Crew Call.